lost for life. We are one bat, two birds, and three amigos, and one giant blue note. Hanger and Highs, where we want you to learn from the former and bask in the latter. We are the butcher, the baker, and the carpenter hater. <laughs> oh, yes, we are. And before we dive into that, Why do birds suddenly appear? Yes, Carpenter's music. Maybe this will soothe Chef Boyer, a.k.a. Link, on the Carp Hatred. But we doubt it. Any thoughts on this, Johnny Hockey? You know, it seems like we've been week to week where we're hungover or high. But after getting some starting pitching and some blues wins, we're higher than Snoop Dogg and Willie Nelson at the summit of Mount Everest. <laughs> That's pretty high. How about you there, Greg? Well, you know what? I'm neither hungover and or high. I'm drunk. <laughs> drunk off the hatred towards Carpenters. <laughs> there it is. Just abysmal performance right now, guys. I'm just going to let you know this. He's betting uh, 075. The the, uh, the anorexic Karen Carpenter didn't do it for you? Didn't soothe the pain? I mean, No, this also brings me sadness. My dad used to sing this to me when I went to bed when I was a kid. <laughs> My God. Frightening. Well, oh guess who didn't have an at-bat last night? Maybe they're listening to you. Well, he's not going to have one tonight either because Tommy Edmonds playing second. Yeah, that's right. So unless they pinch hit, and uh, I think God, it's still 0-0 no. zero, zero right now. So. <laughs> if Shilt sends in Carp to pinch hit, he's got to be gone, right? <laughs> I mean, do you look down the bench and go, who's under 100? <laughs> if, <laughs> yeah, if six others raise their hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. I mean, maybe we're up 9-2, and then, all right, well, let's try to get the wheels back on. But. Yeah, Jesus Christ. But a, a few other things going on with the birds. Uh, Yachty, you know, it just goes on the 10-day DL for a foot, and in comes Ali Sanchez, and a little research tells me a nice little trend on him. He hit better in single-A ball than college ball, and then he hit better in double-A ball than single-A, and then he hit even better in triple-A ball than double-A ball. That is what we call trajectory, and know this, it is not how far you can throw up on a Vegas bender there, <laughs> Chef Boyer. <laughs> no. He has trajectoritis. <laughs> he might, or uh, CPG coverage of Holly Saunders. Yeah, we remember that. So. Oh, yeah. She, well, you know, hopefully uh, Ali's is a little bit better than uh, Holly's. It's all right. He doesn't want to be hanging out with Vegas Dave anytime soon. <laughs> that guy's a class act. I don't care what you say. We got to get him on the show. Yeah, Dear God. he's the thinking man's man. Yachty has to know this guy. Oh yeah, it's probably part of the posse. He, ha- he has. When they're rolling in Vegas, he's part of it. Absolutely. But I, I thought uh, uh, Andrew Kisner did pretty well in relief of him. You know, in a tough spot. Um, what, did you guys have any thoughts on that? He was. I, I mean, Kisner has been betting three hundred four thus far. He's been doing a solid job behind the plate. I mean, I think you got to give this guy a chance. No. I mean, like, obviously, yes, yeah, Sanchez is nice having in right now, you know, just in case anything bad happens to Kisner. But let's not be over dramatic. This 10-game deal, Yachty could, if he wanted to, he could play tonight. Like, it's a little strain in his foot. And they're just like, you know what? Are you a it's- doctor? <laughs> Sorry. 
Yes, Dr. Warrior. People stop, did, people did tell project. me I looked like McDreamy. So, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I did say at a Holiday Inn last night. So I know, I, I know everything. <laughs> I know everything. <laughs> but seriously, though, Kisner has been doing really well. You know, he had one runner, I think it was three games ago, first time, threw him out at second. Obviously, yeah. not last night. Harper um, got a, a steal on him, but he got a really early jump. And he's just producing, like, at bat. So I don't know why you would ever sit this guy right now. Well, it's funny you say stolen base because uh, with our anemic hitting, how about bringing back the art of the stolen base? I mean, it's just gone. Remember Whitey Ball, boys? I mean, um, manufacturing runs. That's right. Right? It almost seems nostalgic at times. (laughs) Are you single-tiering that? (laughs) Well, there was a situation a couple – I think it was like a week ago. We did a squeeze play. I mean, you know, you see a little, a little remnants of the uh, old whitey ball. You know, Larusa did it quite a few. Yeah, a little bit. You know, not quite. And they had that fast track turf there, but I just don't think catchers are test enough today. I think uh, is the speed of this team there. I mean, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Shortstop, as we call him during these segments, <laughs> we have to manufacture runs uh, with this lack of hitting. Clearly, so yeah, yeah you got to take what you can get. You know, again, the starting pitching seems to be coming around, right? In the last eight games, we're giving up just a little over two runs per game. So that's more than adequate. So now we got to start getting uh, some runs. Yeah, I mean, off of Wayno's, I mean, what, are we going to talk about Wayno's performance? When what? he didn't get any run support, it was two to one. Oh. To where he went seven and, what, two-thirds? Or did he go eight, eight innings? I don't know. Well, I know I, I, I know he struck out 10 and zero walks. Uh, like I said, I I think I've seen more support on a Lane Bryant bra, uh, but I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate to see him get the loss. Uh, that's got to be mentally draining, like like Gary Busey on a slow drip. Oh, God. Draining. Spare me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I thought Arenado was going to go yard on that last at-bat. Yes, very disappointing. And like we said from last episode, just feast or famine with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we only got one run is pretty disappointing. Um, just what a tease. Um, what a tease for him, for Wayne out. Yeah, there's been a couple games like that. So um, does our infield corners uh, perhaps, dare I say, need a tuck pointing a little bit? They're, I know, we think they're pro- they are the best. Some of the best in the business. He's fine. Arenado's warming up. I mean, he had two doubles last night. Uh, looking real good. Just the main focal point right now, I feel as if, is our starting rotation. And they were absolute trash to start the beginning of the year. And now they're, they were averaging six earned runs. And now the past six games has only been under two, yeah. uh, which is really nice. Yeah, Wayno obviously disappointing but the starting rotation has finally gotten gotten into form you know Flaherty's 4-0 yeah that's not bad granted he's gotten a ton of run support yeah he's don't like get me 4 wrong. or 5 ERA right minimum yeah, yeah. Um, and Martinez I mean the tsunami is coming his past yeah. his past 13 and one thirds innings on his past two outings he has only 6 hits 2 earned runs 3 walks and 7 strikeouts the tsunami could be coming back I don't know. It it seems pretty encouraging. And you got to think about, you know, you got Oviedo who's getting his chance tonight. It's good. You also have Matthew Libator who is on the horizon. He was the 16th overall draft pick that we got from Tampa Bay back in 2018. 
that that kid's going to be a stud. He's just waiting to get his chance right now, and he's performing pretty well in the AAA right now. So, I think in the pen, Hicks will improve. His ERA is a little inflated for him, but well, and anyone gotta, who could throw his one hundred five is, is okay in my book. <laughs> well, and you got to think the the bullpen has been worked for so long because up until Wayno's stellar performance going into seven innings, finally, no other pitcher had made it past six. I mean, up until that point, our bullpen had pitched more innings than our starters. That's right. Which should not, which should not happen. So we're wearing out these guys' arms, and, you know, that's going to happen if you're going to wear those guys out. But um, I think if we, you know, ride this train right now and everyone just stays consistent, I, you know, I feel pretty confident. Well, we, uh, we have the same number of wins as the Pirates, who are supposed to have about 12 wins all year. And tonight marks six games in six days, and then ten games more the next ten days. Mm-hmm. So, which my saber metric math says sixteen games, sixteen games. That's a bit of a tester, but uh, come on, boys. This is uh, they're playing baseball, and they're on private jets, charter jets, right? And uh, you know, with the best meals in between, and visit some Jupiter Jewels. <laughs> hey, if Jupiter Jewels is in the mix, I think these guys can go on a fifteen and run here. Huh? <laughs> Maybe. Hey yo, get her going. Uh, and we, uh, you know, we we kind of pimped on the outfield a little bit. Well, but how about Carlson of late has really stepped it up. Dylan Carlson is a great A stud. I mean, he's already shown his defensive uh, skills. You know, reaching over the wall. A couple times already this season, he just runs that whole entire center outfield. Uh, and his hitting is second to none right now. He has the second highest average in the MLB with runners in scoring position. I think it's at like 426. It's something outrageous. The guy lives for the moment. And if you put him in that position, which is the reason why he needs to be batted at least fifth, hmm. you need to give him the opportunity. You do. Well... Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you, um, Greg, let something off the hook tonight. What's that? And What's I th- that true? I think if... We're going really... This is the carpenter benching. Ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> Come on, Greg. Give us, yeah. give it to us. Ding fucking dong. You know what? That witch better not be coming back anytime soon. Because Tommy Evan at second, I don't care what we risk in right field right now with Justin Williams. The guy has been hitting pretty decently as of late. I could take some drop balls. It doesn't matter. I can't take batting 075. Yeah. By hitting okay. pretty decent, you're saying above... 075. Do you know what that means? That means in 40 at-bats, he has three hits and 18 strikeouts. He has a 224 on-base percentage, which is the low of the low in the league. I mean, two of our pitchers, Carlos Martinez and KK, have better on-base percentage than him. In his last 10 games, he has 22 at-bats and one hit. One. Yeah. Well, what else do you want? Yeah. Other than sit him on the bench, ride some pine for the love of God, make some salsa back in the clubhouse. I don't care. Do anything else but get on the field. It's ridiculous. If Schilt decides to put him on the field, question his job. Yeah, 
I agree. I'm I'm interested in, in Edmund not playing in the outfield. He's a, I like him as a leadoff hitter, don't you? I mean, he's his, he's his best we've got. I think he's he's getting on base, and he uh, I'd rather have a thumper out there in the outfield than a you know. When your leadoff hitter is top like hitting streaks in the MLB, that's a really good sign. Now let's say this: Nolan Gorman will come up at some point, and he will play second just because of his defensive skills. Tommy Edmond is a huge utility player. He will at some point play in the outfield. If everything, oh, yeah. if everything comes together like the way that we think it will, but the guy, like this is the reason why he got into the majors. The guy does everything right. Yesterday, DeYoung gets a ball and he's throwing it a little bit, you know, Beyond sideways him. and it takes Edmond off the bag, but he has that, that sense. Yeah, that sense <laughs> that Put that right foot back just to double tap the bag, and he gets the guy out. The guy just knows the game. He's fundamentally sound, and he's a definition of a Cardinals player. And there's no way that he's not going to be able to play each night. You can put him anywhere. You can literally put him anywhere. Yeah. Well, what else on the cards, boys? I mean, they're, uh, I think the fact we're only a little bit back in our division. We we're don't have two games anyone. back of yeah. uh, Milwaukee right now. We're tied with the Pirates, like you said. But you know what? I don't really care about everyone projecting. I mean, they they thought the Cardinals were going to be one of the worst teams in the league last year. We ended up making it in. So, yeah, you know, who cares about that? But, you know, the fact that the Pirates actually won more than they were projected, you know, kudos to them. They'll fall off. Yes. It's fine. And the Brewers, in classic Brewers fashion, will start off hot in the beginning of the year, and they'll trail off. It's fine. I'm not worried about the guys right now. I'm really not. Well, we have like 130 more games. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, it's we a freaking marathon. It is. It is. And, you know. You yog marathons. You don't sprint them. Yog them. You yog them. Soft <laughs> J. Our nipples are not chafed yet. <laughs> Correct. I love when you talk about chafed nipples. <laughs> like Jägermeister, right? Mm. So yeah, why you know why WTF as Phil Dunphy says, why the face? I'm hip, kids. That's right, guys. Calm down. We're gonna be all right. This team. So, the other thing uh, that I think was uh, funny, um, funny how do I amuse you? <laughs> This leads to our segment. You know, you, Guys, just... gangster movies. Yeah, one of my funny, funny like a clown. Do, do, do I, I amuse you? you? Am I a clown? I should have gotten to that, you know. But we're just playing too many things. And uh, and by the way, the Blues scored. 2-1, baby. Now we're down 2-1. So we were out shooting... The Wild, uh, about 12 to 5. Now it's about 15 up. So they've gone on a little 10-3 run against us. And you know what? Mike Hoffman again. Yep. Mike Hoffman on a freaking heater. We'll get back to them later. But uh, what were you diving into? A little bit of gangster movies here? Sure, before we get into the hockey, you know. Ayo. Ayo. So the other one, I think, is a... Guys, that's Reservoir Dogs. 
and Mr. Pink. True greatness. I, I don't know if you remember that scene. Did you see this, Greg? Is it a little before your time? Why do I need to be Mr. Pink? Why do I got to be Mr. Pink? Because yeah, you're course. a pussy. That's why you're yeah. Mr. Pink. Right? Yeah. Everyone wants to be Mr. Black. <laughs> Reservoir Dog's the best. But you know what? The best gangster movie to me? Yes. The Departed. The Departed. Yeah, some you got to say it with the Some of... Okay. The Departed. Some of the best quotes of all time. There's some great ones. And, I mean, and Nicholson Alec, is over his Alec skis. Baldwin... <laughs> Alec Baldwin and Mark, Mark Wahlberg together is some grade A shit. Like, especially... Southie cops. Yeah, yeah, like when Baldwin rolls in, they're doing like the little stakeout to try and get like Frank Costello when he's doing the deal with the uh, Chinese. Mm-hmm. And they're like their fucking camera guy. He doesn't have a camera on the back end. And he's just like, oh. Wahlberg's like, oh, who are you? To the camera guy. He's like, who the fuck are you? And he's like, oh, I'm the guy who's doing his job. <laughs> you must be the other guy. You must be the, that is that is the crowning moment of yeah. Wahlberg. And then right before that, just like Baldwin just comes in, and he goes, ah, yeah, you know, I'm doing some of this workout, and he goes, you smoke? You don't smoke? Who are you? One of these fitness freaks? Huh? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. That that Scorsese, right? From the from the department. <laughs> yes, it's I th- classic. I think the best decision he made on that movie, um, you know, wasn't direction he provided. It was not casting Ben Affleck. Thank you, Marty. Oh, hell please. Fucking yes. I mean, you know, the town had its time. The town was awesome, though. The town was town, phenomenal. town was good. Really good. The town was great. I didn't even put that as a gangster. I probably should have, but one of the things, American Gangster, not just because it's called that, but, you know, Frank Lucas, true story, played by Denzel, heroin kingpin, and, and Russell Crowe plays a lawyer and a cop simultaneously, and I love when the chick says to him, fuck me like a cop, not a lawyer. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a great line. But, but what's interesting in real life, Frank Lucas was prosecuted by the guy Russell Crowe played, and then Russell Crowe retired, well, the guy that he played, mm-hmm. from that and was immediately hired by Frank Lucas. He retired from the police, from prosecution to become defense attorneys, and in mm-hmm. real life he hired him. So Jesus Christ. Kind of interesting. Very interesting. Any other ones, uh, Johnny? You got to go Boys in the Hood? Yeah. Right? Larry Fishburne, Cuba. <laughs> Fantastic movie. Was Cuba Gooding Jr. better in that or in Jerry Maguire? Oh, this. I, I think he's... I, oh, no. Cuba Gooding. Sorry. I thought you were going to... I was thinking Ice Cube. I thought. I think for my peso, since it's it was Central East LA, whatever it is, he steals the show, I think, a little bit. That's just me. You know, but what what do you think he's better in? Back to Cuba. It's uh, it's got to be Ice Dogs, I think. When he's an Ice <laughs> Rod, I did a Rod guy. That's that's not, not, not a big deal. Snow Dogs. Go to Human Resources, right? Yeah, now. yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. What else? Um, you know, no, no, not any that you guys had. I had Casino. Oh yeah, that yeah. but a little slow. It's like slow. four hours. Not as slow as The Irishman. Oh, that's okay. slow. Fuck The Irishman. <laughs> it's an unpopular take. Some people liked it. No. Which no. is a little cheesy. Just like, I don't know, when De Niro comes out of like that deli mart and like curb stomps that guy, he doesn't even touch his face. And like the guy's <laughs> face just keeps going repeatedly back and just massive amounts, copious amounts of blood are coming out of this guy's face. And I'm like, he fucking... He tapped him. Well, he, he flipped him on the nose. I mean, it, it, it's nothing. It was terrible. Well, since you said that, that's very similar to. Uh, 
the, the sweeping, you know, trilogy of The Godfather and, you know, Coppola's, there's a bad fight scene in that. James Caan, you see the air punches yeah. after the he tunes up his brother-in-law who just beat up his uh, sister. And, uh, you know, I love when he bites his knuckle and then he, he does trash can him <laughs> and, and a few other things. But the, the punches are all air. It's, it's really bad fighting. So it's it, it's not worse than the Irishman. No, well, yeah, that's pretty close, man. You gotta you gotta see that fight. How I've ba- seen it numerous times. I'm telling you, the, the Irishman is is by far one of the worst things ever. Well, I think our outfield offense minus Carlson has more holes in it than Sonny. I'll tell you what, Sonny the, the toll booth. The Irishman, <laughs> the Irishman has the amount of hits. To a face as Matt Carpenter has <laughs> towards a baseball. <laughs> None. Remember, the butcher, the baker, and the carpenter hater. That's that's this trio right here. On brand. On brand. Well, a couple others, uh, the Untouchables. Oh, excellent. Ooh, right? Yeah. Sean Connery, fantastic. Mm. You know, Costner is the same character in every single uh, movie he's in, but he's good. Scarface. Meh. It's a gangster movie, but you know, guys, has some holes guys, guys, what are we thinking here? Road to Perdition. No, Ooh, the Road topper. to Perdition, a gangster movie. It's great. It's phenomenal. Great. Yeah, you know, great movie. But I like the best was Funny How Goodfellas. Goodfellas I, I think it's better than Godfather. You see how they earn wow. the money. Better violence, tension, way better music. And that narration steals it. That narration of all of them are narrated. I'm still always going to go back to The Departed just because of all the great quotes that it has. And here's just two more. What we generally do in this country is one guy brings the items and the other guy pays them. No ticky, no laundry. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's it. Frank Costello. And then the next one is when Wahlberg and Baldwin are getting into an argument like within the uh, FBI agency and they just go, fuck yourself. I'm tired from fucking your wife. How's your mother? Good. She's tired from fucking my father. <laughs> well, that, that brings me to Kevin Pollack uh, in uh, Usual Suspects. He said, says to the cop, he, he's like, well, what are you going to do now? He's like, uh, fuck your father in the shower and have a snack. <laughs> he's like, we can put you in Queens. Really? I live in Queens. Did all you guys come up with that? I mean, he's like the best smart ass. Yeah. But I, I relate back to your untouchables. So I love in your untouchables. uh Sean Connery goes, typical WAP brings a gun or brings a knife to a gunfight. Yep. You know. So anyway, that's our little movie segment. We gotta get that out of our system, guys. Gotta do the Ferris version. Back no one knew we could sing. <laughs> well, thank you, Blues. That's why. That's why we're saying this right now. Thank you, Blues, because when it comes to the Blues, back to the Godfather Al Pacino reference. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Two wins in a row. Although we're down three-one now, they scored right. on us. Tis nothing but a flesh wound. <laughs> right. But I thought it was phenomenally uh, dramatic on Saturday with a quick two men disadvantaged twice. 
had us down two nothing early. Um, said a lot of twos there, but but we come back and win. Great to see Rob Thomas back and score a Monday's win. Shen had a great goal. Sensational. I can't even pronounce. Sensational. That's hard. I can't even pronounce. But hey, you know, two wins in a row. Deuce is wild. Um, The boys were looking pretty good on Saturday. I got all pissed. You know, we're down 2 nothing. All of a sudden, I was on a nice little golf trip this weekend. And uh, we ended up just watching the game back in our hotel room because we scored our two goals to tie it up as we were changing. And we were like, hey. We can't leave this room. This is it. This is the dojo. Where, where were you? We are in French Lake, Indiana. Oh, that's where the hat. Yes. Yeah. Home of, home of Larry Bird. That's right. Larry. Well, guess what? It's my home now, baby. After that <laughs> after that weekend. You like the track, too? Oh, and then... yeah. Shot very well. It was a good time. And they, uh, I hear it's reasonable. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. I, I would love to see some of the stats over the last few year, couple years with Thomas and Shen scoring. Our, our win percent, I think, has been pretty good. Um, but uh, I have a concern I haven't uh, seen much talk about is we basically have the worst home ice record of the real playoff contenders. And I'd say home cooking is more like Blue Apron right now. <laughs> but uh, playing better on the road, away cooking, you know. But I think I'd let Johnny Hockey uh, step in here. And do his analysis. Well, again, you know, talk about a high. Two straight wins against the Avs, including the game where we spotted them two. I doubt that. I doubt Chief said in his pregame, hey, let's give a five on three in the first couple of minutes to the high potency power play of the Avs. (laughs) But they really showed their metal coming back. And really the, the thing that was most impressive about those two games was our best players showing their medal against the Avs' best players. So in those two wins that we had, it, what, we weren't taking advantage of the Avs' you know, bottom of the barrel, right? Over those two games, McCarr was a minus six. McKinnon and Landeskog were both a minus five, right? So we didn't just beat the Avs' scrubs. We beat the Avs superstars. Our superstars outplayed their superstars. We took their best punch. Yeah, Shen was a plus six. Pareko, a plus four. O'Reilly, a plus four. And Scandella, although he's not a superstar, he was plus six as well. We saw long scoring droughts ended from Thomas Shen and Tarasenko. So these guys rose to the occasion, and, you know, they're not really necessarily doing that tonight against the Wild. They've fallen apart again, kind of in the second period. Getting outscored, but you know the game's not over tonight. We'll see what happens. I mean, obviously, not a second period team. If you've been saying <laughs> with the Blues, I think uh, I think we're minus thirty three the whole it's entire year. Something ridiculous. I think it might be a little bit better than that off of Monday night's game, but it's it's just bad. Um, yeah, seeing those boys like starting to produce, we 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 need we need our. We, we need our cup winners to really yeah. start performing. Yep. Uh, Perron, I think in the last post game, even said to Panger that he needs to start stepping it up. Um, just the guys that have been there before really need to start just leading this team in the right direction on a winning mentality just because, I don't know, losing isn't isn't accustomed to us yeah. right now. So well, the Wild just hit the post. 
I think they should rub Panger's head would be a good little, good little <laughs> luck charm. For I, Just saying, it could work. He'd, like, pro- he'd probably be in, in on that. <laughs> so one other quick hockey note. Um, I'm excited. Uh, tomorrow afternoon I'm going to see a friend of mine's kid. He's playing in the Tier 1 U16 AAA Hockey Nationals. So some of the best U16 hockey players in the country are here in St. Louis playing out at Centene. Oh, um, nice. So wow. go check that out. Uh, good little hockey note and really cool to see st louis getting that type of caliber uh tournament this weekend yeah that's phenomenal oh my god you know we probably should have a booth at the game (laughs) Uh, i think that'd be a power move for hangovers and highs i will see what i can do when i am there yeah johnny please (laughs) get us there what anything else on on the blue note, my friend? No, let's see how let's see what they do over these next few games. Again, not looking great tonight in Minnesota, but it's the second period. Let's see what happens in the third. Yeah, we're about to kill this power play. We almost yeah, got it's a short only the second. We still, mind you, still three games in hand. Yeah, against the Coyotes, they play tonight again at nine thirty against the uh, Sharks. Sharks are on an eight game losing streak until they beat the Yotes on Monday. Hopefully they can keep that streak rolling, make it the two games. So, fingers crossed. All right. And they are the champions. <laughs> glory, 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 Goes down smooth. <laughs> I think I got your number, Gloria. That should be just a moment. That should be on recording as you enter the stadium, <laughs> on continuous loop. That should be my ringtone. Yeah, that's a good call. Well, I mean, speaking of ringtones, like, have you ever, like, gotten a call and your phone's been, like, almost dead? Oh, yeah, here we well, go. Well, you know, you need a quickie. You need a quickie charger just in case someone's trying to blow up your digits, right, when you're coming out of a Blues game and or a Cardinals game. Just step on in. Grab a Quickie Charger, right? Go to quickiechargers.com. Find the nearest location for a Quickie Charger. And gas up your phone so you can get those numbers late night. Quickie. That's what we call in this business a segue, Johnny Hockey. How about that segue he did? Thank you, Quickie. I'm like <laughs> RA. Thank you, Quickie. <laughs> and we want to do a special shout-out to the Orthopedic Center St. Louis. Surgeons to the Cardinals. Friends of the show. So... Guys, a uh, little mailbag uh, was a little tough on Hangovers and I staff this week. Um, I'll, I'll tee off the first letter. Uh, Chad Winthrop from Ledoux. Greg, my daddy is Matt Carpenter's attorney. Go fuck yourself. Well, tell him to keep fucking hitting, all right? Unless we're not going to keep ragging your boy, all right? So as long as uh, he starts hitting above 100, you can talk to me then. Okay. Until now. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right there. That's what he said to Chad. Well, the next letter, Ruben Goldberg from Clayton says, Greg, my dad is Mark Car- Matt Carpenter's agent. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> wow. You guys should get into the salsa industry. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got to say. Give those guys from Pace a run for their money. Seriously. Uh, well, uh, the fact that his salsa is hotter than his hitting streak <laughs> is very concerning. Okay. We don't need that right now. Yeah, that could be ice-infused. Well, Demetrius Williams from Ferguson. Yo, Drew, your music totally sucks. (laughs) I'm not going to tell Demetrius to go fuck himself, okay? You can go tell little Chad from Ledoux and and Ruben or whatever his name was from Clayton. 
But we'll go that. Demetrius, just <laughs> trust us, please. <laughs> trust the music. Trust yeah. the process. Yes, please. Ned Ryerson from Kirkwood. Johnny Hockey, your saber metrics on the Blues is for shit. The Blues have the best penalty killing second line on odd number Tuesdays. Where's the love? What do you uh, think, Johnny? It's all about barrel velocity. <laughs> all I got to say, Ned. God, he's good about that barrel velocity. Yeah. <laughs> barrel velocity, not really something you see in the sabermetric system, but it's there. It is there. That's what we have on Hangers and Highs. That's what she said. <laughs> Speaking of she's... Jasmine from Sage. Greg, why haven't you called? <sighs> well, I think she tried to call me last week, but I think I blocked her. I'm not sure. Are you the 314-0707 that I keep getting? Yeah, I didn't think you ought to. It's 618 area code, you know, obviously. Sage. I think maybe you ought to give uh, Baxter's number. Baxter was a guest of the show. Uh, did a good job. He he got a little inebriated on, during the production. <laughs> yeah. It was during holidays in December. I'll give Remus her number. We yep. call him George Remus. Shout out to him. Or, you know, maybe the big red Leopold. Yeah, it's either gonna be it's either gonna be Jasmine or it's gonna be Jupiter Jules that gets Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever loses. Whoever loses gets them. We're, we're saving her for the for the cards, for the birds and the bats. Because we are two birds, one bat, three amigos. Um, all right, guys. Well, uh, 27. Best ever were 27. It's a popular segment. There's a lot of baseball players on this list, a lot of Dominican baseball players. Uh, but leading off, Mike Trout. Is there anyone better in Major League Baseball? He's on pace to become one of the greatest ever. Bar yes, now. Matt Carpenter. He's so much better than him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't let it go. Who else have we got? Well, going with the Dominican theme, is there anyone more Dominican than Big Poppy? God, no. No, he got shot. At the <laughs> dial bar in the Dominican. Yeah, you got a hit on him. That's the most Dominican thing I could ever hear. <laughs> well, it's a, good t- it's a good thing Big Poppy spent some time in the buffet line because that, I think that probably <laughs> helped him. Absorb the blow, <laughs> absorb the bullet. It's just got caught in some quagmire fat. Yeah, it could be. Glad Big Poppy's still with us. Yeah, well, he doesn't shy away from the buffet line, but he never shied away from clutch hits. So No, we'll speaking of clutch hits, Lance Berkman. And I'll come back player of the year in 2011, which is also when the Cardinals last won the World Series. I mean, if it's not for Lance, David Freeze doesn't get those at-bats. He's the unsung hero in that game six for sure. What was his nickname? Big Sexy. Yeah, okay. I knew it was something like that. That was his nickname too? No. No, that's uh, – what's no. his name? That uh, fat pitcher. Bartolo Colon. I don't know, but Lance Berkman is my Big Sexy. Okay. Isn't he the Panther or something like that? Oh, or no. He was the – Sex was Panthers he the my cougar? Cologne. Was he the Cougar? <laughs> It was something like that. It, it was a large predatory. He was a part of the Killer Bees back in the Astros. Yeah. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, he he Biggio, really, Bagwell. Yeah, he really was the unsung hero, and just the fact that he actually got to win a World Series with the Cardinals made me really happy. Just because, I mean, All right, get him. Hated some. him forever on the Astros. Forever, a foe. Well, I, a friend. I was with a I was with a friend at a Cardinal playoff game against them, and his brother in law kind of had this Napoleon complex. He was a small man who got very drunk. And there was this guy from Houston waving a little bee in front of us. And he keeps yelling at him and finally, like, attacks the bee. And now we're, like, breaking up a fight with because some little Napoleon. I mean, it's not your fault that the flag was only five foot five, you know. (laughs) 
No, that guy it, needs to be at least. It was five, just eight. a little B. Yeah, yeah, that blocked. Yeah, I get it. Sorry, I was I was not tracking on that very well. Come on, yeah. Uh, Steve Atwater, Denver Broncos Hall of Famer from Luther North, little St. Louis shout out. Wow, two Super Bowl champs, uh, eight Pro Bowls. Steve Atwater, big hitter. Johnny Hockey, you got any hockey players on this list? Um, you know, one of the best. I don't know if he gets enough publicity, but Scott Niedermeyer. Yeah. I mean, this guy's, this guy's resume is ridiculous. Four Stanley Cups, three with the, um, you know, arguably the, the dynasty that was Jersey, uh, one with the Ducks, um, five All-Star games, but to round out that resume, two gold medals. Oh. I mean, Niedermeyer's amazing. He was, he was annoying when we played him. Yeah. I remember, he was Niedermeyer. He and the Devils was unreal, but the fact that he won the Conn Smythe with the Ducks that yeah. year in 07 is unbelievable. Yeah, and cool to see that he won it with his brother, too. And is he Dominican, Johnny Hockey? He is not Dominican. Okay. <laughs> but while we're on that, Vladimir Guerrero, Hall of Fame, eight Ooh. silver sluggers, MVP, best bad ball hitter I ever saw. Vladdy. Uh, shout out to Vlad Jr. for being the youngest person ever to have seven RBIs in a baseball game last oh. night. So, oh. Guerrero's on a heater. On a heater. They're on an absolute heater. Speaking of heaters, Catfish Hunter. How could he not be on a heater? How was this guy not on our, like, greatest names? He was. Oh, was he? Yeah, we, we talked about him last Catfish? week. Catfish? Yeah. The Fish? Yeah, we're going to... Again, see, wow. see human resources about your homework. Unbelievable. 1974 <laughs> AL Cy Young winner, five-time World Series champion. And he also had a perfect game, May 8th of uh, 1968. May 8th of 1968. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Juan Marisol, the, the Dominican dandy, 10 All-Stars Hall of Famer. So, again, back to the Dominican theme. Wow. Who else? Any football guys? Johnny Hockey? Well, yeah, switching away from football, Big Eddie George. Um, wow. And guys a, was a monster. Um, Ohio four, State. Yep. Yeah, four, four Pro Bowls, you know, offensive rookie of the year. Heck of a back, heck of a pro, great career. They'd give him the ball 600 times a year, they just fucking wore him out completely. Yeah. How about Carlton Fisk, Pudge? One of the most famous home runs ever. Uh, he has the most home runs past age 40, which I thought was interesting. Wow, but, that's a random stat. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, it's something. You know, guys are whittled away. Most years as a catcher, 24, so Yachty's got maybe gas in the tank if he goes that far. What are we talking with Yachty now, 16, 17 years? He's got easily 10 more years. 10 more. Yachty's going to keep catching. Yep. He's on that Brady system, dude. He's going to be catching until he's 54. How about Unbelievable. This? Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to go to the hardwood. Oh. <laughs> I want to go Jamal Murray. NBA bubble performance was otherworldly last year. I mean, he led the Nuggets back from two series down three to one. Unbelievable. Just let me give you something here. He damn near ended Paul George's career after Paul George hit it off the uh, uh, backboard on the side. But second series against the uh, uh, against Utah he had 36 points 50 points 42 points 50 points unbelievable and then the, did the same exact thing against the Clippers which is insane the fact that he even matched all those at the same time the guy's a legend well mm-hmm. tap the brakes on the legend a little bit because <laughs> if we're going to stay in the hardwoods we got to bring up the legend of Casey Jones 
right? <laughs> 11 championships. Eight as a player, one as an assistant coach, and two as a coach. Just unreal. That's pretty Great sweet. guard. And, and, and the Grateful Dead wrote a song about him. Riding that train, high on cocaine. <laughs> Casey Jones, you better watch your team. They didn't say team. Watch your team. They weren't talking about Fred McGriff. The Crime Dog. There you go. Another 27. It's the reason why I played on the Rays uh, when MLB was on PS2. It was unbelievable. I love them. Five-time All-Star, World Series champ, three-time Silver Slugger. Yeah. And McGriff, maybe. Well, let's bring it back to the Lou and baseball. Scott Rowland. This was a classic Cardinals pickup. Picking rolling, him up. Rolling, 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 rolling. <laughs> rolling, 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 rolling. Loved him. We needed some limp biscuit. Limp biscuit up in here. Thank you for that. Yes, Greg. that's a nice touch. Eight Golden Gloves, World Series champ, seven All Stars. So, how about back to the ice there, Johnny Hockey on twenty sevens. Gilles Meloche. Mm. Just like saying that, Meloche. <laughs> yeah, I'll have a side of Meloche. <laughs> Heck of a puck stopper. But more fun to speak of his name. I, I agree. I think it's a better name to say. How about Don Sutton, Hall of Famer? 22 years as a Dodger. Uh, he lost four games in high school ever, all against Hall of Fame quarterback Ken Stabler, the snake. Kind of interesting. We might need to have a segment next week around... Speaking of snakes, though, because everyone kind of dislikes snakes. We don't really like them too much. Rudy Gobert... You know, oh. we're in the COVID times. <laughs> this guy is undoubtedly the focal point as to how everyone in the NBA got COVID because he started just wanting to play the steel drums on all the uh, microphones, oh, making fun of COVID. And then next thing you know, he has COVID and essentially gave it to the whole entire league when it rained chaos on everybody. You know, Greg, I'm a little sensitive to guys uh, being blamed for an epidemic and, <laughs> and you know, pandemic. Blame Rudy. Yeah, well... Uh, no ticky, no laundry. Okay. <laughs> no ticky, no laundry. Well, that's beautiful. Giancarlo Stanton, a few all-stars, a couple home run leaders. But that's about it on the two sevens, guys. Uh, any other closing thoughts here? Let's have a big third period, Blues. We need yeah, it. It's not over. The Wild have 27 minutes until they're about to lose. That's right. We're going to go on a power surge. Shen's going to stuff a few. We'll see. Ay caramba. All right, podcast family, love you. Do your thing. Thanks for listening. Bye.